disc too slow error again like we got success earlier today and last time and we lost like the last 10 minutes i remember that same error that same we were doing today error message it's got me a little freaked out yeah on well, my mac <laughs> don't my mac is giving me problems don't get started don't get them started folks and all the stuff on my desktop disappeared it's today. gone it's gone there's nothing there i had files there I, I don't know where they are. I now. bet. I bet. Um, it's on like a, like a like a alternate desktop. Maybe there's a, um, I mean, do, do you have like multiple uh, multiple desktops set up? I do, but it's not on any of them. Oh. There's nothing on any of them. Well, that's a problem. Yeah. So, so I don't know. <laughs> Should have to wait and see if I can find it later. But anyway, that's the glorious story of my Mac. Yeah, don't get them started. As don't get them started. As faithful listeners know, I love my Mac. Yeah, we've been having some problems. We, we've been sitting here for uh, almost an hour now, um, <laughs> and now we're just recording. Yeah, so thank God for Macs. Woohoo! Praise Jesus. Praise so Jesus. anyway. So here we are. Here Worship we are. Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members. Helping to, nope. ah, I always do the old one. What, helping to serving, serving as, a as a catalyst for worship to facilitate, facilitate worship in the local church. <laughs> no, see, I, I always do the old one, which I got the old one down. And then we changed our vision statement. See, it's like I'm working with you on memorizing lines for a play or something. Oh, line, <laughs> line. I just need like a teleprompter, just a. Just a nice little, uh, or we could just do flashcards. We could, like on the Letterman show. Yeah, or Saturday Night Live. They use big, mm-hmm. big handwritten flashcards. She's all up, caught up in a big scandal right now. Who? What? David Letterman. No way. Yeah, I'm not. Gonna, oh yeah, yeah. I'm I, not going to talk about it on here. Yeah, I heard about that. He like did some apology on uh on his show. Yeah, he screwed up his life pretty bad. Wow. So. So he's all uh, he's all wrapped up in that right now, but well, you I'm know, glad it doesn't concern me. No, nope. you know that's the thing, man. It's like so many people get caught up in like celebrity gossip or whatever, and I'm just like, it doesn't affect my life, you know. Like if Letterman has a scandal, or if you know Brangelina is marrying Frangelina, you know, like it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't affect my daily walk my daily life and my mm-hmm. relationship with with my wife or with Christ or my relationship to my community or my church body. But yeah. If um Steve Carell screws up and gets himself kicked off the office, mm. that affects your life cuz you like watching the office. Well, yeah, I guess that would. So I suppose if you like watching Letterman, then <laughs> then maybe it does affect your life. Actually, probably not all that important when you think about it. Yeah. But Maybe to some people, like Kelly Kapoor. Might be important. important. Might be important. (laughs) But uh, anyway, so here we are. We are part three in our series now. Yeah. Of uh, God songs. God songs. You know, I sent sent Jimmy Owens an email this week. Did you really? Yeah, and he he replied back. 
No way. He did. You emailed Jimmy Owens. Yeah, I emailed Jimmy Owens, the writer, one of the authors of the book we're, we're going through, God Songs. And he sent me an email back. What did you write him? I just said, hey, I just wanted to let you know that we love your book. We're going through it on my on this podcast that, that we do called Worship Ministry Catalyst. And we are... We're talking about it, how much we love it, how helpful it's been. You know, just kind of schmoozed him a little bit. Yeah. In an honest way, because I really feel those things. I think it's a great book. Yeah. And um, and then I just said, you know, we'd love to have you on the podcast sometime. No way. <laughs> <laughs> if wow. there was ever any way for you to, uh, you know, to join us on an episode. And, and he sent me an email back saying, well, thanks for all your kind words. I'm glad you're, you know, something about the book being useful. With current schedule, I'm not. I don't have time to do anything right. else. But which know, makes sense. The offer. Yeah. So that's yeah, really cool. Really I can't nice. believe he actually wrote you back. Yeah, the Jimmy Owens sent wow. me an email. Wow. You should write Paul. See if Paul would. Yeah, yeah. I thought. It, see, I thought Jimmy was our best option. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you know, you go to you go to Paul's site, leadworship.com, and. It's obvious that he's a busy guy. Right. Yeah. He's, I mean, traveling and conferences yeah. and, you know, so, recordings and workshops. And so I thought, hey, what if we could get Jimmy on here? That's, but yeah. That doesn't look like that's going to happen either. Yeah. But I have been, uh, I have been spreading the word at, uh, there's this great site that we've talked about a time or two called the worship community, the worship community.com. Spread the word. Our friend Fred McKinnon runs that. And, uh, you hear, you've heard about him before on here, and you've heard yep. about him from our uh, Sunday set list. Yeah, we do. Uh, we do the weekly blog carnival deal, the blog roll. Yeah, so he's Sunday set list. He runs that over there, and I've been kind of spreading the word. And there's some of their songwriting forums over there that we're doing a podcast on cool. God songs. So if you're joining us from welcome. from the worship community, welcome to the Worship Ministry Catalyst. It's great to have you here. So if you don't have a copy of the book. I strongly recommend you pick one up. I think it's going to be beneficial for you. And it's a great book. It's a great book. It All is. around good book. We, well we've been we've been reading through it, David and myself, and uh, um, you know we talked about this in an earlier episode. It it says that you know it um, is for writing and selecting songs for worship. But you know it talks about in the introduction that uh, you know it's for worship leaders or you know if you're a team member. Um, and while there are certain elements that can be helpful for a worship leader, really when it comes down to it, it it's a book for um, writing songs. And 95% being, of the content is yeah. about writing songs. Which is fine. And, and there certainly are principles you can pull from the songwriting and you can say, all right, how can I apply this to you know leading a good, uh, a good set? Or how can I apply this to selecting songs? So that, that is fair. There is parts of that. But... If you want just a great book on writing great worship songs, if you're an aspiring songwriter, um, definitely, definitely a book you need to pick up. I have to apologize before we get in. I'm extra nasally today. Extra nasal. I'm fighting the swine flu or something. Swine flu. I was <laughs> so just if telling... I start squealing or snorting, you know, <laughs> you know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I was just telling our, uh, uh, I was just telling David how our office manager um, had the swine flu last week. And uh, H1N1. H1N1, yeah. Got to get that vaccine. But there's like limited supplies. Uh, I guess they're really rationing out who they're giving that vaccine to. Yeah, I'm supposed to get one because I have asthma. Oh, no kidding. But 
I haven't gotten one. Nah. I, I haven't I even gotten the regular flu shot yet. Have you? Nope. Me neither. I've only gotten the flu shot once or twice in my life. Yeah, you know, I got I got one two years ago, um, but I didn't the year before that, and I didn't get one last year, and it seemed to me the results were the same yeah. all all three years. So, well, you get the flu shot to protect yourself against the actual flu, but what everyone gets isn't the actual flu. Yeah, you know, so yeah, so you're protecting yourself against something that most people don't get anyway. Right, and then when you get something, you're like, wait a minute, I got the flu shot. What's yeah, going on? But you didn't actually get a shot for what you have, because there is no shot for the common cold. Right, the common cold. It's the actual flu, the viral, the uh, throwing up, the whatever. And there's a strain of the common cold going around that's pretty beastly right now. Pretty nasty. Yeah, we've got a bunch of people out in our church anyway. So, hey, we're in chapter two. Yep. Let's get to it. We're going to dig right in. We kind of teased you a little bit, but uh, on the uh, on page 44 of chapter 2 and, you know, point yeah. 44 boldface font is make all the elements work together to enhance the feeling of the message. And I'm not, you know, I don't want to speak to what Jimmy was trying to say here, but I think that he thinks that's important. Yeah. Based well, on the page. Yeah. When you look at the page and you're like, wow, like a third of the page is this one statement. It's funny because I think the the uh, the book's written in, I don't know, like 12-point font or whatever, just normal normal mm-hmm. typed font. And uh, then you get to that one section and it's just like gigantic. Uh, I, th- I think he wants us to pay attention. Um but yeah, it, it's, a, it's a great point, you know, because we're talking chapter two, what makes a great worship song? And he's talking about the cardinal rule of songwriting. Uh, the cardinal rule of songwriting, and there it is in giant 50-point font, make all the elements work together to enhance the feeling of the message. It says down there, songwriting is an emotional medium, a vehicle for the expression of feelings. Which is a lot easier said than done, I do really? have to say. It yeah, can I know. Be how, how do you? Extremely yeah. difficult to, um, when you're talking about all these things like lyrics and melody and harmony and structure and your rhyme scheme and you know the tempo and you know you've got and there's a list in here, but you, you know you got all those things. And, and, and to then make like them, a dozen more. Yeah, make yeah. them all work together to make them all feel like they're the same a part of the same song it can actually be more challenging than you think right right so uh, so it, it begs the question david you know if we're supposed to make all the elements in the songwriting work together to enhance the feeling how do you do it how do you make all the elements work together when there are so many different elements that's a good question we should continue to read the book yeah let's ah. move on <laughs> Well, um, he talks about the very idea, which I find myself, I'm evaluating in light of this now, but his first question, first two questions on just the idea, is the idea worth writing a song about? Mm. Is it even worth it? (laughs) Yeah, it's like, well, of course, everything spiritual is worth writing a song about. Right. 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 
Um, but maybe not. Well, and we talked about in the last episode, or maybe it was the one before that, where, you know, we we're referencing a comment how, you know, if, if these songs that we're writing are going to be sung in our church, and if we're going to give them the time and, and the honor of being in, in a, a setting where the church body sings it as an act of worship to the Lord, like, we better make sure that what we're putting out there is is a good thing, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, that first question, um, is it biblical? That That's the first question they put out there. They're not all they're cracked up to be, folks. I'm telling you from personal experience. Are, are we back on? I think we're back on. Wow. Sorry, we're having some computer problems with the Macintosh. Anyway, so, I was saying the uh, that first question, is it biblical? Very important question, and you were saying... I had started to say that you and I have a little bit probably better foundation maybe than some of our listeners. And I only say that because you, you and I went to Multnomah Bible College where yep. we had Bible and theology as a major right. along with music. Lot, so a lot of training. Yeah. So, but you know that that's not to say though that you know if you don't go to Bible college, it doesn't mean you can't write songs. What it means though is you have to do the work. You got to do the due diligence of digging in and making sure what you're putting out there is is biblically you know solid, is biblically founded. Yeah, and I think I think that Matt talks about this in here somewhere. Somewhere in this chapter, they talk about running your your song by somebody that has like a theological background somebody that knows theology yeah and if if you feel like you're weak in theology and you don't you don't have the the knowledge you think that you should have to be able to judge your own song to, on its theological accuracy then definitely even if you think you do, it probably still doesn't hurt to yeah. send it by someone else because well, you might say something and it means one thing in your head, but it right. comes across you know heretical right. to someone else. Um, you know, I, I do I do this uh, even though I went to Multnomah Bible College. Um, anytime I write a worship song, I always run it by Pastor Mike, our, our senior pastor, and I'll play for him and I'll be like, "Hey, what do you think about this word?" and um, um, like one of the songs I wrote, um, I, I think I uh, I put the the phrase in there. Um, oh, what did I? Oh, what was it? Um, it, it wasn't it, it wasn't anything like heretical or heresy or whatever, but it was like a figurative language, you know, like descriptive language on on a character character aspect of who God was. And I just wanted to run it by Mike and be like, hey, how do you think people will interpret this? You know, if if they hear that, like, does does that pull up any red flags for you? And it's not a bad idea to do that. Yeah. So is it biblical? Um, is it touching or moving? <laughs> is it something that people will care about? That's a good question because even though it might be extraordinarily important to you or to me or to whomever doesn't mean that anyone else in the world actually cares about it. Or if they do that, that's the majority. Cause we have to remember that we're writing songs for the entire congregation to sing. And we at least want the majority of them to connect with the song. If only, you know, two or three people connect with the song that we're writing to make, to be a, a corporate worship song, then we're obviously not hitting the mark because right. It's not corporate because the corporate body doesn't relate to it. So, so if it doesn't relate, 
you might want to. Uh, that doesn't mean you can't write the song. And, and I, we've talked about that before. You know, I don't think we should we should just can a song because it's not a worship song. I think we should still write those songs because you never know when that's going to be. There's going to be a perfect opportunity for you to share that song. Yeah. And because God puts a song in your heart, you know, you need to write the song and, and finish the song or put it in the greenhouse or whatever it is. Right. But don't just, don't just forget the idea because it's not corporate. And I was just going to say great, great, um, a uh, great reminder from last episode where maybe a song just isn't mature enough. Maybe it needs to, uh, Maybe it needs to just percolate a little bit more. It needs to uh, just sit there and, you know, and that's something that you should all be doing as songwriters, you know, having a list of songs or recordings of songs, um, songs that are in transition, songs that are uh, maybe just beginnings, songs that are in process or almost done, you know, have have that greenhouse where you got different seasons um, of, of songs that are in different maturity um, levels, which I have to say, while we're here, um, and I know you're like anti new technology. Oh come like on, Facebook no. and text messaging no, I, and stuff like that. that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, hey, I at least have a cell phone. We were just talking about that before we, we recorded. I have a cell phone. You That's don't. That's true. I don't have a cell phone. See, but um, no, I'm not anti technology. I just don't. I don't like the Facebook thing. That's all. Well, there's there's a soft there's software out there for songwriting, lyric writing. Not not actual songwriting, but it's called Master Writer. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. But if you go over to the worshipcommunity.com, like we were talking about, and you search through some of the songwriting forums, there's actually a discount in there for like 100 bucks off Whoa. the software, basically half off. Yeah. And so... And I've, I've been doing the free trial for the last couple of weeks. It's really cool because you it gives you like a word processor where you can write out the lyrics for the song, but it has a thesaurus, it has a rhyming dictionary, it has wow. phrases, it has pop culture phrases, it has like the, just a whole list of, of phrases and words and Lots stuff. Lots of tools. Tools for you to help you figure out, you know, how to write the song. And, and you can save all your songs in there. And so when you, what I've been doing is if I have a snippet of a song, I'll just go in and type it in. And just save it real quick, and you know, even if it's only two lines, but you know, then it's there, and then I can go back and you know, go through them once in a while, and if you know, I feel like I need to work on one, you know, if it's time for to start bringing that one out of the greenhouse a little bit, then I can go on. It's just, it's a good tool. Cool. What's it called again? Master Writer. Master Writer. Nice. So, yeah. Anyway, so. So the uh, Master Writer, uh, I don't know if there's a tool in there. For song titles, but this next section of the book talks about song titles, and using the right title is important. Um, you know, I think we all know um, we all know. Here I am to worship. Mm-hmm. I can sing of your love forever, Lord. I lift your name on high. Shout to the Lord. These are all songs that the title is actually the chorus of the song. See, I dis- I do disagree with shout to the Lord. Really? Yeah. I don't think I don't think that's well. I'm going to be like the black sheep here. Here we go. Watch but out. I'm just not, I'm not a fan of shout to the Lord. Maybe because it got a run into the ground. We've talked about this before. I know. But, but the, the hook is, is only mentioned one time in the song. And like, it's just once, you know, and you should, you should really try and mention it more than once, you know, ex- except for repeating the chorus. You know what I mean? Right, so you're talking about the idea of of 
shouting unto God, shouting unto the Lord. It's really only one little fraction of the song, yet the entire song is titled after the idea. Right, yeah. You know, the, and, and for me, yeah, I don't know, it just never felt like, a, it feels, it's kind of like it's a psalm, you know, but it's not like extraordinarily cohesive. <laughs> Well, maybe anyway. that's what it is. Maybe it is just a song, and I, you yeah. know, I still think that is an anointed song, man. It's one of those songs that's been around and it will continue to be around. Um, you know, there's just some songs that uh, I think are powerful worship songs. And but it yeah, doesn't even rhyme. <laughs> but does it have to rhyme? <laughs> and does it have to rhyme? Well, I think it's important to try, at least you know, for some of it. See now, I would disagree with that because I think, um, I, I think if, if you try to make everything rhyme, you really like sometimes you can limit yourself or put yourself in a box, um, and and maybe that's just not what the message of the song is supposed to be. Well, I can see that, but you know, it's it's also weird to to have a whole song that's got a rhyme structure and then all of a sudden have one line that doesn't rhyme. Or, and yeah, you can do that to draw attention to that line, which is a good thing too. But sure. I don't know. It's not a science, folks. It's not. It's but the title, art. the point they're making with the title is, um, uh, you know, try to, your title should give an idea of what the song is about, maybe even using part of the chorus. Um, the the point here is avoid titles that don't appear in the lyrics. And there's <laughs> there's a great story here from Jimmy and Carol. Uh, they, they wrote and they recorded a song called Discovery, and um, the the title, the word Discovery, actually never had appeared in the song. And years later, they were looking at songs they'd written, and they came across the song Discovery, and they couldn't remember how their own song went. They're like, wait, Discovery? What, what was that song? How does it yeah. go? Mm-hmm. Um, um, I want to read one of my lyrics. Yeah. As an example. Bring it. So this is a song I'm working on for this weekend. And um, it's called I Give You My Praise. And here's the chorus. I give you my praise yeah. for all that you gave. The selfless humility you showed me on Calvary. I give you my praise all of my days. Nothing else I can bring but be an offering for all that you gave. I give you my praise. Right, I give you my praise. And so originally, let me tell you what I was thinking here. So originally it was going to be, I give you my praise for all that you gave. The selfless, uh, well, that line wasn't there. It was a different line. Um, but the the third, the fourth line where I repeat, I give you my praise, it was going to be something like, uh, for me to repay mm. all that you gave, or you know, something like that. It was like, well... Why not just, you know, figure out a way to work the title back in, back in. And so that it's just clear that, you know, that this is what the song is about and this is what the title is about. So I don't know. That was just an example of a decision that I made because of this. Yeah. To, to get the title in and, and two out of the three times it's got the same, the same melody. The third, the third time it's the inversion of the melody. It's like so, twi- yeah, a yeah. little twisted or altered. Uh, so mirrored. So anyway, that's just an example from one of my songs. But 
Cool. Yeah. Putting it in practice, David. Way to go, man. So we've got um, a few minutes left here before wow, we run that, out of time. Is that it? Um, well, can we talk about the uh, the building blocks of a song? Can we just go through those real quick? Sure. Or should we save that? Let's uh, let's at least preface it. Sure. Let's at least get into it. Because this is a long chapter. This is a long chapter. Wow. I didn't realize how long it was. I do have to say that's... I don't like reading books with long chapters. Mm. I like reading books with short chapters. You want to feel like you've accomplished something. I do. Yeah. And if I don't have time, you know, if I don't have an hour to sit down, and I'm a slow reader, I like to highlight things and underline things. Yeah, you have to get you have to get it all out. So there. if I don't have an hour to sit down and read a chapter, then I feel like if I sit down and just read a few pages out of the chapter, then I'm gonna have a hard time picking up where I was. But I will say this book is a it's a pretty easy read. It is. It, it, it's not like um, you know it's not like um, eight point font and the whole thing. You know every page is packed. I mean, there's bullet points and well let, let's uh, real quick let's go through the building blocks of a song and I mean I think every musician kind of understands these so we don't need to belabor the point here. But he talked about you know going back to the cardinal rule, uh, make all the elements work together. Uh, he kind of goes through what some of the different elements are, and he talks about nine definable characteristics that make up a song. Obviously, there's the message uh, of the song. Um, it is uh, it's what you have to say. It's not the lyrics. It's what you have to say. There's a style that you but say. But I need to oh. I need to hop in there real quick. Jump in on the message thing. Yep. You need to know what you're going to say before you start writing the song. Like a lot of times, you know, we'll get a, like a good a good title, yeah. Like that'll make a good song title. So we so we sit down and say, like, "Well, I'm going to write a song about that song title," but we still have no idea what the full embodiment, you know, like what it is that we actually want to say. Yeah, get an idea of what you're trying to say. What are you trying to communicate? Is this a song that's going to be about um, your, our relationship with God? Is this a song that's about our uh, response to God? Is it a song that's just about God? That talks on his holiness, you know. And I think that's I think that's honestly where you overcome writer's block. Mm. Like if you if you do the work beforehand of just figuring out what it is you want to say, and don't try and make it rhyme, don't try and come up with any fancy phrases. Just write it out in prose, what you want to say, you know, in the verse and in the chorus and in the verse, and if you want a bridge or whatever else you want, just just write out what you want to say, and then when you know what you want to say, then you have something to go from to build your verse out of. And sometimes, you know, some of what you write down is you can keep and work it into the song, other times not. But but if you know what you want to say, then it's a lot easier to go somewhere. And if you have somewhere to go, it's a lot harder to get blocked. Yeah. Then you get stumped on things like yep. rhyming and, and finding the right words and words. Sure. That, you know, those are different things. That's not writer's block. But so yep. anyway... Yep. Figure out what you want to say before you start writing the song. Okay, so, uh, real quick here. Some of the other uh, characteristics that make up a song, the elements. There is the uh, style. What kind of, is it going to be pop? Is it going to be <laughs> pop rock, <laughs> reggae, <laughs> southern gospel, <laughs> little R&B, <laughs> David? Uh, the atmosphere. You know, what? what is the song going to be like? What's the What's the ambiance of the song? Um. I kind of I kind of put that into the same idea style, but whatever. Uh, mood. It says mood is different than atmosphere. It's the uh, the mood is how do you feel about what you're saying? 
What do you think about that, David? Well, I think, you know, going back to atmosphere and the kind of the difference here, you know, style, for me, style is the way the song sounds, you know, like um, if it's going to be a ballad or if it's going to be like a fast song, you know, that, that kind of, that's a stylistic question. Yeah. Atmosphere, you know, I think atmosphere has a lot more to do with how you're going to take people within that style to where you want them to go. So like, like they mentioned a tropical Island. So you use a reggae feel for heaven in my heart. I don't even know what that song is, but, um, that's that. Oh, 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 heaven is in my heart. Okay. Well, I'm thinking of the somewhere (laughs) over the rainbow, where the guy's playing like on the ukulele yeah, or something. Yeah, Israel Kalakamanakana. Yeah, and so, well, that takes me to Hawaii. Yeah. Right? Just yeah. because it's a ukulele, which yeah. we associate with Hawaii, and the guy's singing, you know, this kind of. Right, so. So that's kind of what I would associate with atmosphere. Like, that's a good point. Kind of where you want to take people in their mind on their mental journey, like the destination you're trying to take them to. Like, if it's a, like, and you can, and an actual writing, you know, just just plain old writing. I think it would be, uh, like, the setting, you know. So like, it's kind of like the setting of of your song, and then mood. Um, mood is a little trickier for me. Um. It's some of the some of it's easy, like happy and sad, pensive, you know, triumphant. Some of that's easy. Sure, minor key, major key. Right, but there are other things like 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 for this song that I'm working on, I give you my praise. Well, yeah, it could be a real happy song, could be real celeb, you know, celebratory. Or it could be well, like, and if you read, if you heard the verses, well, then you could see, well, it's not so much celebratory as, like, I regret that I am selfish and I hold part of myself back, mm. and so, but I'm I'm trying to give you my praise. So, so it's not really a celebratory song, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I got you. So I don't know, but that's hard, and that's I think that's why they're intangible. Yep, because it's hard to figure out. So. Yeah, and uh, real quick here, um, and we uh, we all know these as musicians, tangible elements of a song, the form, uh, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, chorus, or is there a bridge in there? Um, lyrics, the, the actual words, not the message, but the actual words you're saying. Do they rhyme like we talked about? Do they not rhyme? Should they rhyme? I don't know. Um, melody, you know, uh, you know, b- general rule of thumb for melody you want to, I mean, you want to make it singable. You don't want, you don't want it to go above like a D or an E, um, and you don't want it to go too far below an A. You know that that's kind of the um, the actual musical definition of that. I think it's called a tessitura, um, which is the common uh, the common range. I think is what that stands for. So make it singable. All right, use good melodies, harmonies. What kind of chords are you using? What kind of chordal structures? And then rhythm. Um, which let me say one thing a couple things about form i think worship music is stuck in the biggest rut of form what the the verse chorus verse chorus chorus thing well yeah it's either it's either verse chorus verse chorus chorus or verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus you know yeah like that and that's that's getting to be a big rut so i like songs like revelation song yeah where it just breaks the pattern enough yeah. where it's verse one, chorus, verse two, chorus, verse three, 
course, you know, so it just breaks the pattern enough mm-hmm. that it actually catches people's attention. I think, you know, that's one of the well, things. And, about and the, the verses song. are actually significantly different from each other. Like it starts off and then does verse one twice, you know, and verse one is, is pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. But then you get to that, um, uh, you know, you get to that verse three, um, a blessing and honor, praise and glory and power be to you, the only wise king. Or that's verse two. Um, so yeah, it, it is, a. Uh, it is a little different, and I mm-hmm. think it's such a refreshing thing, which probably is why that song has become so popular. There's right. something refreshing about it. Yeah, and and that's and I don't know that he talks about it in this book, but in one of the other books, he talks. The guy talks about your verses and the perspective that they give you on the chorus. So you know when you and that's something I'm trying to do to at least think about, and it's hard to figure out, but you should have a different perspective on the chorus after you've sung each verse. Hmm. You Because why write two verses that are, are going to give you the same perspective on the chorus? Couldn't yeah. you just do that in one verse? Yeah. So so your perspective should change after you sing the second verse from what it was when you got to the first. Yeah. Uh, so, so your verse is supposed to give you perspective on the chorus. And same thing with the bridge, too. And he does say that in here about the bridge, but giving you a different perspective on the chorus, on the verse stuff like that so cool hey we're probably out of time we're we? out of time we're way out of time we're not thanks way for way out of time we've been a lot over oh okay well thanks for listening over. so thanks for sticking with the guys yeah this has been episode 48 Woo. we're getting close getting to 50 yeah i don't know where we're, if we're actually going to do anything for 50 now We've been talking about it. I know. It. We kept talking about... How about 100? Well, for 100, we're most definitely going to do something for 100. Uh, I don't know what. Something. We'll sing 100 worship songs or something like wow. that. Wow. Awesome. Okay. Well, <laughs> hey, you can get in touch with us anytime you want via email. Uh, Kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com or... David. David. At worshipministrycatalyst.com. Go to our website, worshipministrycatalyst.com. Uh, you can get on the social network... Worship Ministry Catalyst dot dot com. Should let you take take you the ning. My sinuses are completely plugged up, so I have no the ning. sound I can produce. Yeah. Anyway, uh, get in touch with us. Uh, read the book. Buy the book. Enjoy. Talk to you later. Bye.